all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. The power of working together, family meetings, and work huddle-ups. Do you participate in either? If not, you may be missing one of the most important things you can do to increase the team spirit of your family or your workplace. Let's hear from you about how it's worked for you or your concerns about how these meetings could work. We want to talk about what's going in in your life. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Donald Trump is accusing House Speaker Paul Ryan of harming his campaign for president. In tweets this morning, the GOP nominee protested Ryan's decision to pull back from him. Trump says he's getting zero support, even though he argues every poll show that he won Sunday night's debate against Hillary Clinton by a landslide. It's uncertain to which polls Trump was referring. Days after recording surface of Trump bragging about groping women, Speaker Ryan said he would not campaign with Trump. He's focusing on helping those Republican lawmakers at greater risk of losing re-election this year because of the Trump scandal. In Florida, a federal judge will hear arguments tomorrow about whether to again extend the state's voter registration deadline. NPR's Greg Allen reports on a standoff that threatens to catapult Florida into yet another election year dilemma. For days last week, Florida Governor Rick Scott urged people in areas targeted by Hurricane Matthew to evacuate. Government offices were closed and postal service stopped. When asked to extend the voter registration deadline, Scott, a Republican, refused, saying, quote, this is about politics. Florida's Democratic Party, with the support of the Clinton campaign, sued, asking a federal judge to grant a one-week extension. District Judge Mark Walker ordered voter registration extended until at least tomorrow and has set a hearing to consider a further extension. In his order, Judge Walker called Scott's claim the dispute was about politics poppycock. This case, Walker wrote, is about the right of aspiring eligible voters to register and to have their votes counted. Greg Allen, NPR News, Miami. Trump and Clinton campaign today in Florida. North Carolina is working to assess the full extent of the devastation caused by Hurricane Matthew, including cost and lives. State authorities have announced the deaths of four more people, raising the number of fatalities in multiple states to 27. The majority of the deaths were in North Carolina. However, far greater numbers continue to emerge from Haiti. The Associated Press reports more than 500 people were killed there. However, with so many communities still unreachable because of the storm, local authorities fear the death toll may be closer to 1,000. A federal appeals court has ruled that the structure of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is unconstitutional. NPR's Yuki Noguchi reports that is a big blow to the five-year-old agency, which was established after the financial crisis. The 
panel of judges found that because the watchdog group is headed by a single director and not a multi-member commission, it has more unilateral authority than any other independent agency in the federal government. The director alone decides what rules to issue, how to enforce them, and what penalties to impose. The court did not agree, however, with the mortgage company that brought the suit, that the CFPB should therefore be shut down. Instead, the court said the narrower remedy should be that the president can supervise and remove the director at will, making the agency function like other executive agencies. Yuki Noguchi, NPR News, Washington. This is NPR News. Samsung says it is going to halt production of the Galaxy Note 7 over safety concerns. The announcement comes a day after the company halted global sales and exchanges of the electronic devices because of consumer reports of the Note 7 catching fire. And Pierre's Elise Hugh has the latest from Tokyo. Samsung says consumers with an original or a replacement Note 7 should power down and stop using the device. This original recall went from bad to worse, and the company has yet to detail how refunds or exchanges will work for those with the troubled devices in hand. NPR's Elise Hugh. Fewer Americans are taking a daily multivitamin, according to a new study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. But as NPR's Allison Aubrey explains, a study shows Americans are taking more of specific types of dietary supplements. The case for taking a multivitamin is that it's an inexpensive way to plug a range of nutritional gaps in our diet. But in recent years, more Americans have heard the message that it's best to get all of the essential vitamins and nutrients our bodies need by eating a wide variety of healthy foods. And there have been some studies suggesting that multivitamins have negligible benefits. This may help explain why there's been a dip in multivitamin use from 37% of adults back in 2000 down to 31% in more recent years. At the same time, about one in two adults report taking some kind of more targeted dietary supplement, such as vitamin D and fish oil. The percentage of adults taking fish oil has more than tripled over the past 15 years. Allison Aubrey, NPR News. Dow's off 168. This is NPR. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Constant Contact, committed to helping small businesses and nonprofits succeed with email marketing, working to help organizations meet their goals through personalized marketing help via phone, seminars, and webinars. More at ConstantContact.com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today we're talking about the power of working together, and you may wonder what that means, but I'm talking about family meetings or workplace huddle-ups. 
um, and how they can perhaps help you um, develop a better team, whether that's at home, at work, at school. Um, if you're not using this, you may be missing out on something that can really be helpful in your life. Um, it can increase the team spirit of your family, of your workplace. And I want to talk to you about what those are if you've never experienced them. And if you have, I want to hear about how you've run them, how they worked for you, or whether or not some problems came up about trying to get them going. It's actually a pretty simple concept. But let me tell you why this came to mind as a, a topic that I thought we needed to talk about. You know, we, we talk a lot about the heck hectic lives that we live, how sometimes people are overscheduled, um, how um, important things like family meals are, but somehow we sometimes we tend to miss out on that. And so when you have that hectic pace and then you insert all the media that we're dealing with, our phones, um, our iPads, our computers, all of that, Sometimes we tend not to have the type of huddle-ups or face-to-face times or really knowing what all is, is going on with each other. So that happens in families, and I thought I might start talking about it from a family standpoint. And then what we can do is move to the workplace and how you can have those those quick meetings, I'm not talking about adding another long, boring meeting, um, but how you can have a quick huddle up to talk about uh, what's going on for that day. So um, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts about that. And you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or if you just want to send an email, you can do that at family at mpbonline.org. So let's talk about a couple of questions I have for you. Did you have you ever held a family meeting or did you ever attend them as a child? As a child, were you allowed to participate at all in family issues? And do you think there's some topics that should be completely off limits if you do have family meetings? All those are things I want us to talk about. I don't have the exact answers on any of them, but maybe some suggestions as we move along. So holding family members is uh, really a great way to include everyone in the de decision-making process. Or if you don't want the kids in a decision-making process, just have the opportunity to share. Now, this could be family meetings with mom, dad, kids, or this could be family meetings with um, siblings, um, and perhaps your parents if you're older and there are not any kids involved. So think about how you can set those up. Um, if you have the family meetings with your children, um, one thing that it allows you to do, if you're too busy during the week for the sports, because of sports, homework, and the like, to, to really do anything as far as always group dinner, which, as you know, is a good thing to do, um, 
perhaps having a family meeting at a regular time, once a week, Sunday afternoons, um, or any time that you see fit. It can even be a short huddle up each morning for everybody to get together before they break and leave the house to know what's going on with each other. But to think about it as a way that everybody can stop, look at each other in the eye, and determine uh, what is happening with you, and maybe to problem solve. So um, the skills that kids can learn in these family meetings, like compromise, cooperation, openness, hearing other ideas, hearing um, critical ideas, help kids learn how to better examine situations and maybe even let them participate in the problem solving so to propose solutions. So um, these family huddle-ups typically are better if they are not used to do anything as far as negative feedback to someone. It's better if family meetings are set to discuss issues that are going to come up in the future, to discuss um, issues that, um, like planning vacations, like planning um, what's happening for the week and how the schedule will work, or maybe like talking about some of the um, difficult issues that you've had to work through. Um, It depends on the age of the child as to how you would set that up. So that's my first sort of um, thought about um, these huddle-ups. Family meetings typically are something that would last longer than the huddle-ups that we'll talk about in the workplace. So um, in a family meeting, um, we're talking about something perhaps that you would set aside at least 30 minutes for. Um, You'd always want to have a positive tone about it, and it needs to be a very constructive atmosphere. So as we're moving along, let me go ahead and tell you what I mean by a workplace huddle up. I have a personal experience with that right now. And um, I find that it is working beautifully. Not my idea. Wish it had been. But um, our office manager decided that it would be a good idea to have um, all of us gather in the mornings for just a quick huddle up where we talk about what's going on for the day. So it starts promptly at 8 o'clock. Whoever's there at 8 Um, goes into the room. There's a different leader every morning. It is not. um, I am not the leader or my my co-partner at our center is not the leader. Typically, it is um, someone chosen to lead. Um, It may be an office staff. It may be another physician or a psychologist. But the meetings kicked off with an announcement for example, in our office, how many patients are scheduled today? Um, who's there? Who's not there? Um, some of the potential issues that may come up. And and then also maybe some little tidbits about what's going on with each other. So 
it's a very quick thing, typically lasts no more than five minutes because patients are scheduled at at eight o'clock, just like anyone who's running an office and serving individuals might have clients coming in. So you can't have a prolonged huddle up. That is not a time to solve problems. It's a time that everybody can stop, look each other in the eye, maybe give kudos to someone about something positive, or maybe um, just give a shout out to um, someone who has something um, even good going on in their life. So um, it it is not a time to problem solve, but it's a time to be able to look each other in the eye and say, this may be something that's happening. We may have um, some work people, for example, coming in who might disrupt things a little bit. So those huddle-ups, um, why do I think they're so positive? I'll tell you, one thing that I've seen um, since these have started happen- happening is that uh, people are making a little bit better eye contact with each other. They are um, seeming to listen a little more um, to each other and have started um, sometimes we'll go around the room and each person's given an opportunity to speak. And sometimes people will say, nope, don't have anything new. Um, and sometimes someone who's never spoken before jumps in with a tidbit of information for the day. So I think it puts everybody more on even ground and lets everyone in your office or your work workplace um, feel like they have an opportunity to be a real part. Um, and I find that as, as something very interesting. Um, so I'd like to hear from you as we're moving along and um, how to operate these. When we come back after our first break, I'll talk a little bit about how you can construct a family meeting or a workplace huddle up. But I really want to hear how you did it and how you made it work for you and your thoughts about how um, maybe some of those pitfalls you fell into um, the rest of us could miss. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. Support for MPB comes from Grammy Museum Mississippi, providing learning experiences on all forms of music. Educator resources online and museum tours for grades K through 12 are available. Information at education at grammymuseumms.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo for Southern Remedy. Each Wednesday, we answer your calls on health issues of interest to you. They range from medical questions on kids, young adults, baby boomers, and seniors. Whatever you need to know. Join me for Southern Remedy tomorrow morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. 
can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about family meetings, the value of those, and also workplace huddle-ups, those quick morning groupings where you talk about what's going on with you and what's going on for the day. And so I asked you, what do you think about those? Do you think they're helpful? Do you think that perhaps it's something that would be useful to you? Or have you used them before? And were there some positives or negatives that you'd like to share with us about how how they worked? So we have our first caller this morning. We're going to go right on to the phones. Paula, good morning. Thanks for calling in. You're from Alabama. I am. I am. Thanks for Thanks for calling. You believe in family meetings, you say. Talk to us about that. Well, absolutely. Um, every Sunday afternoon before you know, when we start winding down for the day, I, I have two daughters who are um, middle schoolers. We sit down every night um, on Sunday and we play a game of cards and we just kind of talk through what's happening coming up for the week. Who's got practice where? Who's got tests? What mom and dad are doing? What's going on? And we'll use that time to bring up anything that we just feel like as a family we need to talk about. And this is outside of our, you know, we eat together three or four times a week, depending upon after-school schedules. So for us, it's a way just to connect with the kids and just to let everybody know what's going on, because communication is the, the, biggest, the biggest thing for us. That's what a wonderful thing you're doing. So yours are on Sunday afternoon. You said you play cards. Do you, um, is that part of the meeting process? Well, it's just a way for us to, it's, it's just a way for us to kind of loosen up and do a little activity together, and it, it's kind of fun at the same time. So whether we're talking about something that might be uncomfortable for some of the kids or whether we're just having a good, you know, a good conversation, it's just something fun to do in the meantime. So we're not sitting around a table just staring at each other. Right. And, you know, we've talked about before um, in at mealtimes, often you try to avoid having any any difficult topics come up in these family meetings um one value that i think is is so important is you really get to hear from the child if you do it in the right way and it sounds like you are where everybody has an opportunity to talk it's not just mom and dad giving orders about the rest of the week right Exactly. But um, so if there's something um, going on, you said middle school, I'm telling you, middle school is one of the hardest times I see in my practice (laughs) for kids. Um, It's difficult um, trying to be who you are. And um, the bullying issues are so profound during that time, don't you think? Yeah, it's um, it's it's been an interesting time for us. Mm. I've got mine are both girls. And so there's the whole you know, things are happening to me that are changing. My relationships with my friends are changing. There's these these creatures out there called boys that are starting to you know, be in the peripheral. It's, you know, wanted to keep that dialogue open. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I think what's so important in these family meetings is to to let the kids know that it's this is this is ground where they can talk about what's ever bothering them. So if an um, someone has said something mean to them, they can say that out loud. Interesting that um, just this morning I was talking to one of my daughters about um, just friendship issues that um, that their child um, has, and sometimes just the sensitivity of some of those friendship issues, even when you have a very good friend, and how to respond to that. So as you're sitting in the family meeting, they could say something like, so-and-so said something mean to me, and it really hurt my feelings. And um, and then you could say, um, so how did you respond to that? Tell me what you did. And then maybe there could be some back and forth conversation about um, what maybe you could have said differently, how your response could have been different. Um, but in a family forum, um, sometimes a sibling might have a good suggestion on what you could do. And I don't know if you've seen that, Paula, with your two girls, if um, if an issue comes up, if maybe one of the others uh, is able to maybe give some good advice back to her sister. Sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like that. We, I, I came from a very corporate background, and there's a lot of role-playing and a lot of meetings there. And so I've tried to bring some of that home, though I know it, it sounds kind of funny being corporate, but... Sometimes role-playing, just, okay, well, if somebody said that to you, you know, think about what you could do next time and role-playing it out with them. That's a great way to do it, and that's a, a great model for your children to learn that, you know, to practice. So if if somebody did something to you and you instantly gave a mean retort back, um, how could your response have been better? What could you have said that may have just stopped that person cold in their tracks and not made you look bad at the same time? Um, we do that, and we also do a lot of, you know, if, if they've done something at home that maybe they shouldn't have done or maybe they said something at home, rather than making it a, which we try not to make too big a deal out of it, but we, we also try to then walk it back and, Let's replay that scene again. You know, you're saying this to me now. What should you be saying to me? Yeah, I call that positive practice. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, okay, I just heard what you said, and I think I know what you meant. But how could you say that in a better tone or a better manner that would maybe come across better? Um, and then practice it. Let's let's hear you rephrase that so that it comes across better. Um, that's exactly. that that's a, a really good. And I love the the role playing um, that that you mentioned because yeah, you could bring up a subject that's that's very difficult and um, have one person. Um, start, and then you respond as if uh, somebody who is not giving a proper response would, and then to go back and forth on how you can check that and how perhaps you can fix that. So, Paula, it sounds like you're doing some great stuff with your girls, and I promise you they will have memories of this and really appreciate it. So thanks for sharing with us. Thank you. 
Well, we'd love to hear from more of you about um, your family meetings or your workplace huddle-ups and how you think they've worked for you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We heard from Paula about her Sunday afternoon meetings, and actually that's a really good time. Um, to sort of regroup for the upcoming week for families. While we're on the the topic of those family meetings, let me give you a few rules that you should probably try to stick to as you're moving through um, these family meetings. Um, You want it to be a constructive atmosphere. You don't want it to be negative. You want to make sure that everybody feels like they can say what they're feeling at the time um you can use an opening activity paula mentioned using cards what a great idea but you could have uh, an opening activity about tell me the best thing that happened to you this week or tell me something that made you really happy or tell me um the the most positive thing you can think about uh our family So just a a sharing type issue could be going on. Um, You could set an agenda. Let everybody know that that this is sort of the order. Or you can say we have an open agenda um, so that nobody feels like they're, they're, ability to share is is not going to be there Um, one of the good rules is no interruptions don't have any interruptions going on no put downs and that everybody's listened to so we're going to take another short break and when we get back we have a couple of callers online um, but there are plenty of open lines so give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is relatively speaking. We're talking about huddle ups and family meetings. This election year has been unpredictable. It can be hard to keep track of what's true and what's not. But NPR's election team wades through it all so you don't have to. Be informed. Listen to this station every day. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Hey, y'all, I'm Felder Rushing. Ain't it a great day? Now, my truck stands out around town. A garden in the back will do that. You can make your car truck stand out with the new MPB Car Tag. MPB Car Tag. It's a great way to show your support for MPB. Visit mpbonline.org and sign up for yours today. Woohoo! To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. 
We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. We're talking about family meetings, workplace huddle-ups, um, ways to communicate so that everyone continues to look each other in the eye, face-to-face, that we don't get so bogged down in day-to-day life that we forget the person who's sitting right next to us or standing right next to us. We've had some good suggestions about how family um, huddle-ups have been used and what you can do. And um, would love to hear more from you. Please give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I was talking about some of the rules of um, family meetings, and I, I just wanted before we go to our next caller, I wanted to just mention something that you want to make sure you don't do: is make meetings too long, or make them. Um, called only when there's a problem to discuss because then those will feel more like um, things to dread and you don't want them to be something dreadful that you know, oh gosh, if a family meeting's called, then that means something bad has happened or is going to happen. You want to make it something for both the positive and perhaps the problems that you want to discuss. So don't forget about that. I also want to hear from those of you out there who maybe do something similar at work. And I'm not talking about um, a problem-solving meeting that you do on a regular basis at work, but perhaps those quick huddle-ups so everybody looks at each other and knows what's going on with each other. So um, give us a call about that if you've experienced that or if you want have some questions about it at one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's go on to Frank and good morning, Frank, uh in Jackson. You Good morning, good morning. Thanks for calling. Uh my pleasure. I love it. Um this election cycle is causing a lot of friction uh between myself and my kids and my wife and my friends and uh I've gotten to the point, I think I thought we all should have gotten to the point where nothing we are going to say is going to change the other person's mind. Uh, I've got uh, one person wanted to uh, vote for one candidate and Mm -hmm. another person wants to vote for another candidate. Another person is trying to convince everybody not to vote at all. Uh Give me some some guidelines so I can maintain my sanity because these folks, continually want to keep talking about the same issue, going down the same road and reading, meeting, you know, coming up with the same impasse and, and tension is, is just there. It's just inherent in this kind of conversation. Please give me some guidance, some guidelines like you just gave for family meetings on how these political conversations do not cause damage. Oh, goodness, Frank. You have brought up one of those topics that how many times have you heard people say two topics that you really shouldn't discuss in a a forum 
too often are political issues and religious issues because people so many times are very, very opinionated and set in their way. So um, I would do the same thing um, with political conversations. If you still want to have them and you don't want to make them off limits, then I would make sure that you have sort of the same rules that I was talking about with these family meetings. Um, to to remember that if somebody is giving an opinion, and, you know, we haven't seen a very good example by our t- politicians on this, I'll just say, um, but to make sure you establish ground rules, and, and then you are given the right to say, um, give your opinion without interruption, and that um, you're not supposed to have anybody giving put-downs. Everyone is listened to. Their opinion is listened to. And you respect one another's opinions and viewpoint. Um, and you all have a chance to contribute. So a lot of times in con- in, in um, discussions, such as you mentioned, um, what happens is individuals will go off in a rant, right, and will not stop. And then when somebody says, well, I disagree with you and here is why, then um, it tends to end up in a very negative spiral of the back and forth retorts. So, you know, no, you just said something at the beginning of your phone call, um, and that is that you're not typically in discussions such as this, you're not going to change someone else's mind. But if you feel like in a forum, I think actually those kinds of discussions are good in a family forum because especially for children, so they can hear how you have stepped through the formation of your opinion. And so, um, but if they have a different opinion, I don't think that's a terrible thing. I know certainly there have been times when even my husband and I have had differing opinions of who who might be the best candidate to vote for. That's not bad for children to hear as long as you do it in a respectful, constructive manner. And I often don't hear that when those kind of discussions come up. People get upset with each other, angry with each other, um, say, well, that changes my opinion of you. When in reality, um, you know, in the long run, um, politicians come and go, elections come and go, and you need to make sure to maintain respect for your family. So, um, Frank, that's what I would do. I'd have those ground rules, have them firmly set, let people know that if we can't talk about this back and forth and each have their own opinion and be respectful about it, then maybe that discussion should be off limits. So, okay, well, I'm trying to stop the conversation from starting again. <laughs> going down the same road, and these are adult children. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good luck. You know, set those. Respect. Everybody has their own opinion. Do not interrupt me. I will not interrupt you. And if I disagree with you, then we will agree to disagree. And that's okay, too. So I hope that works for you. Thanks for your call. 
All right. Well, let's talk. So, so Frank helped me move through some of those rules and regs on family meetings as, as you have them. So that positive tone is really, really important. Let's talk, though, about that morning huddle up at work. And I'm still curious. I, I'd love to hear more about family meetings and your attempts or your failures at, at doing them. Um, but I also want to hear from anybody if you've ever done a work huddle up in the morning and how you think that's working. Because honestly, it's something new to me. And I can tell you from um, looking more into it as we have been doing this, it's something that can be really beneficial. And it doesn't have to be a big corporate huddle up. It can be a small family business. I could see how that would work very well in um, a small retail business or um, an insurance or even a pharmacy business, how something like that could work really well instead of walking in the door, everybody goes to their workstation, and then, gosh, there you are for the next eight or ten hours. Um, so I'd like to hear from you if you think that might work or if you've done it at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So let me talk to you about, again, what that morning huddle means. I've already mentioned it, but the the key lies in the purpose of the huddle. So your goal is to check in with your group, your team, about what that day looks like. It's not how to plan your whole week. It's for um, that huddle up on what you're looking at um, for the day. So an effective morning huddle up is a chance to share that information for that day Um, and maybe to deliver a a status of what's going on or what went on the day before and how perhaps you need to approach it in the coming day. So typically in a huddle up, nobody sits down. Everybody stands up around a central spot um, in a circle better than um, having a leader um, that's the same leader every time. So typically, it's not the boss who already always leads it, but it's someone who is perhaps chosen, or you um, figure out some rotation. So everybody stands. That keeps the meeting short and to the point. Um, you um, you can work in a counterclockwise or a clockwise motion. Everybody has an opportunity to participate. To say something, you can you can have something that you pass around. You can hand a ball across um, from each other, and that denotes who goes next, or however you want to handle it. Um, I've seen huddle ups done where a person has a ball and they throw the ball um, to the next person, and that person catches it hopefully, and then takes on what they have to say for the day. Um, so. Again, it shouldn't last more than five minutes. It should not be anybody going on and on. Everybody speaks up, but everybody keeps it short. And um, you don't want the team to look around about who's going next. So you want to have an order of how that goes. 
um, whether you're passing the ball or you're going counterclockwise or whatever. So here's some ideas about how that huddle up, what gets discussed. So what did you accomplish yesterday? How many patients did you see? How many customers did you serve? What happened? Um, The top three priorities for the day. Um, Share roadblocks that maybe happened or if somebody's sick or out, um, how you might reach out to them. it's always a great time to give positive kudos back to someone. Um, share uh, personal project wins. And then if you have clients and you need to update about something, um, giving updates. It's not morning huddle-ups are not time to problem solve. It might be a good time to say this might be an issue, be on the lookout for it, but it's not a time to come up with an absolute problem-solving time. And then um, then you can decide at that huddle-up if there's a need for a more extensive meeting later in the day or whatever, Okay. So those are just some general ideas. And then another thing that you can remember, if you have some remote sites or remote partners, um, you could Skype those people in if somebody's traveling out. Um, And you can do the same thing with family huddle-ups. If dad travels or mother travels a lot and you want to involve them in that family meeting or that huddle-up, and they're not um, available in person, why not Skype them in? Um, That's something that we can do um, on our phones, on our laptops, on our iPads, and it's some way to uh, keep someone who is gone a lot or traveling a lot still involved and feeling like they are connected and apart. So... Have you ever um, tried that? Have you Skyped a family member in? I know workplaces often do that. But I know that, um, for example, I'll I'll just give you a quick example in my own office. Um, we um, often will Skype someone in or a, a parent um, with a phone call so that they can be involved if they're out of town or if they're at work and unable to uh, attend an appointment for problem solving. So why not do that when you're trying to hold family meetings and everybody can't be there? I think it's a good idea. Uh, give us a call with your thoughts at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. We'll be right back. We're talking about huddle ups, um, family meetings, uh, ways to stay connected, ways to problem solve in an organized, sharing, caring manner. Uh, We'll be right back. This is Relatively Speaking. This election year has been unpredictable, and it can be hard to keep track of what's true or not. But NPR's election team wades through it all so you don't have to. Be informed. Listen to this station every day. Tim Flynn has used a wheelchair for most of his life. Austin Began had to start using one last year after an accident on vacation left him paralyzed. There's plenty of dreams I have. Sure, you're welcome in a marcher. I'm not wheelchair-bound. And, you know, you wish you could stay in that dream, and then you wake up and... It's, it's absolutely normal. 
I'm Ari Shapiro. Our new series, Been There, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about the power of working together, huddle-ups, family meetings, staying connected, um, and what that means. So um, as we've been talking, I've hopefully convinced everybody that family meetings and workplace huddle-ups um, are a really good thing. Um, we haven't gotten a lot of calls this morning, and I'm wondering how many of you are convinced that this is something really doable. Do you think that it's something that you can do? Do you already do it? Um, I think if you don't, you're missing out on one of the most important things that you can do to increase esteem the team spirit and sharing in your family or your workplace. And so I really do want to hear from you. We have um, time still to take a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So, Jay, what yeah. do you think? Why do you think we um, we had a couple of people share with their their family meetings, and we also had Frank call and say that um, that one discussion that they seem to get into every time is that political discussion mm-hmm. that's been tough. But um, but certainly, what do you, what do you think? Do you think those might be useful? Uh, I would tell his family first that you have more than two options, and I'll just leave it at that because <laughs> I think that's about all I can say on the radio. But there there are more than two parties. Oh yeah, well, we are not going to go into a political discussion this right. morning, right? Right. But see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is um, uh, how about for blended families. Specifically, if you are ones that do not have um, the living custody of children, and yeah. they're there every so often, yeah, but you want to try to involve you know, them, instill or establish some sort of um, you know regularity, some sort of things that are you know commonplace or everyday, yeah, um, structure, yeah. I think um, what what a good question about blended families, because many times children who visit their or have visitation only on the weekend or every other week or however it's set up, many times can feel disconnected and not part of a family. Um, as much as perhaps the children who live in the home um, with the parents. So you might have a blended family where uh, two kids are in the home full time, two kids are not, or they're going back and forth. So um, 
it is very, very important to make sure that uh, you involve those children. And what a great way to do it is to have a family meeting when they're available um, for that. So, for example, if they're if they're only there on Friday and Saturday to to pick a time, maybe Saturday morning when everybody can sit down together and just kind of talk about what's going on in your life. Um, If they're not, then maybe arrange a way, um, if you're trying to have a family meeting involving everybody and you have kids who don't get to share with each other very often because they're visiting parents at different times, then that would be a great time to Skype in and have family meetings that way. So um, I would really highly encourage those blended families to really think about ways that you can you can make that work so that all the children feel like they have an equal part in the family. That's so very important. You don't ever want to make um, half of your children feel like they're not as important as the other half. So, Jay, thanks for for asking that question. Um, we have a caller, Kenny, um, in Mobile. Kenny, um, you have some comments about uh, family too busy in social media. Tell us about that. Just something I have noticed over the last year as um, my family and others have talked about anytime we all get together, which is very rarely because we're all so busy with work and other commitments in life. And then when we do get together, it's hard to put the phone down. You know, the phone rings. We don't work nine to five anymore. We all work after hours because digital media allows us to get emails after hours and Facebook's popping and the, your, your assistant at work is sending you an email at nine o'clock at night. So even when you get together on weekends or even after church on Sunday, it seems like the phone is an extension to your computer at work and it follows you wherever you go. And it's a distraction to having focused conversations with um, family. Wow. One of those really great points, and there is a solution for it if we could just stick to it. Um, you know, this weekend I was off with friends down on the co- the Gulf Coast, beautiful, cruising the coast, wonderful fun. But um, one of my good friends, um, before she could even get down to the coast, already, they knew she was off, already had... Um, a couple of phone calls and a couple of emails about issues that were ongoing. So here's the rule, Kenny, that I would um, recommend that, and my husband asked this this morning. I'm, thank you for calling in to make sure I mentioned it. Um, when you have those sit-down meetings, when you have those huddle-ups, when you have family meetings, um, that phone should be checked in somewhere. It should go away. Um, if you have it in your pocket, you are not allowed to answer it. You are not allowed to respond. And, Kenny, one thing about work, and I know that I'm guilty of this also, so husband, don't call in. One thing that um, we need to to remember about work is um, people will use you up. They, if you, <laughs> right, if they respond If you respond every time they ask you a question immediately, then what are they going to do? They're going to keep calling you. 
they are going to keep texting you about a problem, even though it's Saturday night at 530 um, and you're supposed to be off to a ball game. People will continue to do that. So it the to me... The important thing is to text somebody back and say, I'll get back to you on Monday or email them back and say, I'm off with the fam right now, Um, can't talk or um, however you want to respond to it in a respectful way. Do you think that would affect you negatively at work? Do you think that's what people are afraid of, Kenny? I don't think um, it's as much that as I think in the society in which we live. We want to be so endeared to our employers, Mm -hmm. and we want our employees to be endeared to us as employers. And so it's a societal thing that I think we have to look at. Are we not being a good worker? Are we not married to the company? Are we not showing our loyalty because we chose to wait from Friday afternoon at 8 o'clock when the text came in until Monday morning to respond when someone at work says, well, I sent you something on Friday, is, is everything okay? It's the expectation <laughs> that why would it take someone over the weekend to respond? I just see a change in society where expectations are changing. And why would you wait so long to respond? They just mm-hmm. assume that something is wrong or that why would you choose to prioritize um, your work in a secondary position. And I don't see it just in my own personal life. I see it as a, as a whole in American society, actually. Oh, gosh. What? This is another whole radio show, Kenny, and you are so <laughs> right. Uh, you know, is it, are we so worried that um, it is going to shed a negative light on us, or is it that we just feel that that immediacy of response is the most important thing that we need to do? And so um, I would challenge everybody. I'd love to hear more about this. And so thank you for the idea of another radio show about the immediacy of a response. Um, Do we have to do that? Is it okay to prioritize? Is it okay to prioritize our family before our workplace? My answer is yes, it is. I hope we all do that because work will go away one day and families hopefully will still be there with us. So um, if we're going to do that, then I'd love to start a movement so that um, at, as you said, at eight o'clock on Friday night until eight o'clock on Monday morning, nobody expects us to respond to the workplace um, and expects us to have that time off and that um, time to be with our family and isolated issues. And if we work on the weekend, obviously, that goes away. But um, everybody think about that, and um, we'll talk about that more at a later date. Thanks so much, Kenny, for your call and bringing up a great topic. And You're thanks. You're so welcome. Can I add one quick comment, please? Sure. Um, there, I just read a study. There's actually a couple of countries in Europe that um, are doing right now a a test study over the next 18 months. It's ongoing right now on if you work in corporate America and you don't work over the weekend, they're actually shutting your email off um, on Fridays at 7, and it restarts Monday morning at 7. Oh, wow. Halfway through their study. And one of the startling things they found in just this first wave of... 
Yeah. Uh, Kenny, we have to go. I'm sorry. I want to hear more about this. Please send us an email. Relatively speaking, as a production of Mississippi Broadcasting. And I want to thank everybody for their calls and listening in. And we will be back next week at Tuesday at 11. This forecast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi.